podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to SWC College Football. My name is Matt. We cover the nine teams that make up the now defunct Southwest Conference, talking about possible playoff expansion in our dream Southwest Conference road trip today. But first, if you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, if you are so inclined, you will get a shout out in future episodes. Please follow me on Twitter at Matt D. Workman and follow the podcast at SWC College Football. So with that being said, let's get right into the um episode so back in april we had talked about the cultural playoff committee had decided to look at different scenarios to expand the college football playoff and that they looked at 63 different scenarios different numbers from six all the way up to 16 and that they are going to have a committee that working group to look at the best possible expansion idea so earlier this week, the the working group released the recommendation that would go to the rest of the uh, ADs, and what they came up with was a 12-team playoff. In this 12-team playoff, the six highest-ranked conference winners would get automatic bids, and then you'd have six at large. So in these different scenarios... What you would have is possibility of a group of five team winning their conference and being higher ranked than a conference winner from another power five conference get into the playoff or get a higher seat at least over them. Like I think if we look back at uh, 2019, which was one of the options, so you would have had two group of five teams in. You would have uh, Coastal Carolina as a higher ranked conference winner, and then you would have had... Also, you would have had the uh, Cincinnati get in, again, as a higher-ranked conference winner than Oregon, who is, in, I think, like 25 at the final final rankings. So at that point, you would have had two, conference, two group of five conference winners get in over a Power Five conference winner. Most of the time, this is not going to play out. Sometimes, I mean, most of them, you're only going to get one, if any, group of five teams in. But if you have like uh, Cincinnati, who was, I want to say they were number eight last year at the end of the end of the year. So I mean, you're definitely one of the top twelve ranked teams. But it's that twelfth seed that you're gonna it's gonna switch off to. It could be you could be ranked number seventeen, but you won your conference as a group of five champion, and then you get that twelfth spot, that twelfth seed, because you're higher ranked than let's say a lower ranked power five champion so that's that's basically the gist of what they uh, had recommended to the group um and looking at it i mean from a southwest conference perspective the different scenarios laid out what you would have is a number of times when our teams would have made it into the playoff for instance baylor makes it three times in the last 10 years if you look at the last 10 years and you extrapolate the rankings, and then you apply the new playoff recommendation to those rankings, 
Baylor makes it in three times. TCU makes it in three times. Um, A&M makes it in twice. Arkansas makes it in once. Houston makes it in once. And that's it. So of the nine teams, we had one, two, three, five of the nine teams make it in at least one time. Um, glaringly absent from that number or that list is the University of Texas, which kind of just speaks to how poorly they've been run over the last 10 years with the amount of talent that they've had on campus and the amount of um, high-profile coaches they've had there that in the last 10 years they have never even come close to making that top 12 field based on these um, specifications. So you're talking about the end of the Mac Brown era, uh, the beginning of the Charlie Strong era, the whole Charlie Strong era, and the whole Tom Herman era. Not once would you even come close to making it into a 12-team playoff. So that kind of really illustrates how Texas has just been poorly run over the last uh, 10 years because you have other teams like TCU and Baylor not nearly as talented on paper as the University of Texas and they both made it in three times. So there's six appearances between those two teams alone. A&M has made it in twice. That's another you should and A&M really has also been poorly run. A&M should be in it more time because they get they get the same amount of talent as the other schools, and they have also, I would say, underperformed. A&M should have been should be in the playoff. A&M should be in the playoff conversation every single year. You know, they're the, the second largest as far as like name recognition in the biggest state in the college football with the most talent. And you've only even come close twice in this scenario. You've never really come close at all, except for last year, you were five. And in this scenario, you've only made it twice, which is also shameful, if you ask me. A&M should be much better than they have been over the last 10 years. But I'm going to get off my soapbox and quit talking about that. And we're going to move on to the meat of what we came here to talk about. And that is our fantasy Southwest Conference road trip. Now, I blatantly stole this from the Athlon Sports Cover 2 podcast. They did this. They do this every year. Now, they look at it from a, a national perspective, so they have a lot of more games to choose from. And so I tweaked it a little bit. So the way they do it is they go, you don't even see one team once, and then you, have, you can't use them again. The way I did it is I did a best game of the week so we have multiple teams we only have nine teams and we have 13 weeks so we have multiple teams that we see multiple times because it's the best game of the week and sometimes you have Texas in multiple games because they're playing the best game of the week of the southwest conference teams so i think i explained everything so basically let's run down week one i chose university of houston at texas tech university Main reason is it's, it's one of the best games of that week one. My other option was Texas at Louisiana. That was another choice. But I figured I would go with UH and Texas Tech because it is two Southwest Conference teams. They have, it's pretty even over the most recent memory. Um, UH has, uh, has beaten Texas Tech before. 
Um, you have this familiarity with uh, Dana Holgerson from the Big 12 coming in to play a Big 12 team. He has familiarity with Texas Tech University, coach at Texas Tech University in his past. So I believe that, that that's our best option for week one. Week two, I went with Texas at Arkansas. Now, this game is a classic matchup. They're no longer in the same conference um, in reality, um, but for our from our perspective, they are. So Texas at Arkansas is a great matchup, a classic rivalry. You're going to get um, an SEC Big 12 matchup, which is, is always going to be a good game no matter how you slice it. Week three, and this is mainly out of necessity, because the week three is a lot of uh, a lot of bad games. Is uh, Baylor at Kansas? Now, I say bad games. You have a lot of lopsided looking games, and you have a lot of games that people of our teams that are uh, getting their first bye week on week three. So there wasn't a lot to choose from out of our nine teams, and this was the best game of the ones that were available. Week four, we have SMU and TCU. And of course, this is a loaded matchup. So, SMU beat TCU two years ago. Um, I don't think they played last year in the weird COVID year. But SMU probably is, not probably is, one of the best teams in the American Athletic Conference. TCU is projected to be one of the top half teams, one of the best teams in the in the Big 12, they have this uh, classic rivalry from the Southwest Conference days, and they still have it because they're both uh, North Texas-based. You have TCU in Fort Worth, SMU in Dallas, and they kind of want to claim the DFW. They both want to claim the DFWs there, their stomping ground. So I, that was the best game that I thought chose based on all the storylines and the scenarios going on in Week 4. In Week 5, we chose Texas at TCU. Now... This is becoming quite a rivalry, mainly because TCU has beaten Texas more times than not over the most recent history. Texas in first year, Steve Sarkeesian's um, tenure. TCU looks to bounce back and have a good year with a returning quarterback. Uh, they have a new offensive coordinator. They have um, they are replacing a lot on defense, but this on paper looks like to be a good game and. Texas is definitely looking to shut up TCU fans who pretty much are saying that TCU owns Texas, which they have a good case to make. Week six, um, I went with another group of five on group of five game with uh, UH at Tulane. So the main reason I picked this is, again, this is one of the ones that wasn't a lot of good games to choose from. Um, two years ago, there was an amazing game where um, Tulane beat UH, where UH was up big. Tulane came back, and it was just it had an amazing finish, and it was just a, an awesome game um, in New Orleans. And this game is also going to be in New Orleans. So, based on all those factors, UH at Tulane is my week six pick. Week seven, BYU at Baylor. Now... This game is intriguing for a couple different reasons. We want to see how Baylor, you know, Baylor performs against a good non-conference game. You know, BYU is one of those teams that's considered not 
really a group of five team. They're almost like power five adjacent, maybe power five. It's just weird. They're they're considered a weird team because they're independent, kind of like Notre Dame. They're not really a power five team, but they're kind of considered a power five team. So anyway, but also you go into the fact that Baylor's replacing their whole offensive staff, essentially offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, uh, wide receiver coach. And then you take into the fact that uh, Baylor hired BYU's offensive coordinator and offensive line coach to come to Baylor. So there's a lot of intrigue in this game. I think it will be a good game. And that was my week seven pick for the game of the week. Week eight, we're going back to Tulane and Tulane at SMU. And uh, mostly this is also a lack of uh, lack of inventory. So this is the best game of of those that we had available to us. Again, Tulane, I don't know how good Tulane is going to be this year. SMU is going to be one of the best teams in the American. And so I went with them for week eight. Again, this was the best game of the available options. Week nine, Texas and Baylor. So this has turned into a good rivalry, especially between the fan bases. Uh, their proximity to each other, Texas coming off of their, I would say, what you would consider poor season last year, and Baylor definitely had a poor season in the COVID year. They were potentially, I mean, they were especially hit by COVID in the 2020 season. They didn't have spring. They didn't have um, any kind of off season. They had to jump right into fall to install their offense, which as you see on the field, wasn't great to begin with. So this was uh, this is one of my favorite games to go to. I've been to several Texas Baylor games, and so I'm always going to pick this game. It's one of my favorites. It's on my week nine pick. Week ten, we dip into toes in the SEC for the next couple weeks. We start off with week ten with Auburn and Texas A&M. This was by far the best game of the week. You had Auburn with a new coach, SEC West matchup, Texas A&M, who looks to have a very good year this year, and they look to make a run to the to the playoff this year. And you couldn't not pick this game. If you had an opportunity to go to this game in this week, out of all the schools, all the games going on, this is the game you go to, Auburn at Texas A&M. Week 11, we go back to the SEC, and we go to Arkansas at LSU. Arkansas wasn't very good last year. They were better than they were um, the last year of Chad Morris's year, or Chad Morris at Arkansas. They were better in Sam Pittman's first year. This was a good game that um, Arkansas almost won when they played LSU last year. LSU was having a, a down year, of course. They had a horrible defense. They have all-new defensive staff. They have all-new offensive staff trying to capture that 2019 magic again. And um, this should be a good game. And, you always it's at LSU at night. Come on. You always want to go to a night game, Death Valley. Week 12, SMU at Cincinnati. This, quite simply, is going to be a great game. SMU. One of the best teams in the American Cincinnati, probably the best team in the American. 
was the best team in the American last year, won the conference last year, was a great team in 2020 and almost beat Georgia in a bowl game. And they have uh, their eyes on the playoff as well, coming from the group of five to finally do it. They had some games early in their schedule. They could knock off some big names, power five names, and um, get that boost into the rankings. And they go out and they run the table in the conference. You know, who knows what can happen? Week 13 is our final game. Our final game, and we went back to Death Valley. This is the week of Thanksgiving. We're taking on Texas A&M at LSU. Again, this has turned in, since A&M's been in the SEC, this has turned into one of the best rivalries in the SEC. With a, They had that crazy overtime game a few years ago. You had that completely routed them in 2019 LSU's championship year. Last year, A&M LSU was a great game. A&M won. So it was, uh, it's turned into a great rivalry, a back and forth. There's no one dominant team. It, it just, every year is a different winner, seems like. And every year, you know, they're going, they, they recruit for the same kids. They're in the same general region with, you know, they both recruit that Houston area with their, both have a close proximity to Houston area from Baton Rouge and, uh, College Station. So this is absolutely the, the best game of the week in week 13 before we go into conference championship week. And I absolutely think if you ever had a chance to go to an LSU game, you want to go to the LSU Texas A&M game. And with that, that wraps up our episode today. Um, I want to thank you for listening. We're gonna we're gonna kind of switch gears moving forward in the podcast, and we're gonna start. We're getting into it's the middle of June. We're getting into a uh, conference preview time, and we are going to begin that next week. When we take a look at our first conferences we're going to take a look at. And it will be the group of five and the ACC. So when we started with a group of five and the ACC, mostly because of time. So we had to group them together. So we have group of five, then the ACC next week. And then we're kind of kind of going to have group of five teams alone as we go out through, through the rest, moving towards the, the start of the season. So yeah, so it's going to be um, following next week, we're going to do Big Ten, followed by the Big 12, the Pac-12, and then we're going to wrap up our conference previews with the Southeast Conference. Then after we do conference previews, we're going to move into team previews of our teams that we cover here at SWC College Football. So we'll start off, we're just going, we're going to, I tried to group them together in similar teams. So I have the group of five teams grouped together. I've, um, I broke up the Big 12 teams into two, two different episodes because there's, there's four of them. Then I have the, the two SEC teams together. And that's how we're going to group them to cover them. I'm going to try to get, uh, guests on to talk about these different teams and in their respective conferences and how their seasons look. But anyway, that's what we have, uh, probably through the rest of the summer. That's what we're going to be doing. Conference previews, team previews. But anyway. Again, I want to thank you for listening. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Matt D. Workman. That's M-A-T-T, the letter D, W-O-R-K-M-A-N. And you can follow the podcast at SWCCFB.
Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Network.